1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologos. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Ray and Pete are here, and it's always a pleasure to be alongside the Money Guys here on Money Wise. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Wise, brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, buddy. This is my sidekick, um, my employee, my partner, my son, Peter Lance. So welcome, Peter. Welcome. Good morning, everyone. And Peter, my son, is also Peter, my brother. Peter, your brother. Yes, he is. Because mm-hmm. we're we're both members Absolutely. of the Masonic fraternity. Yeah. Right? Brother, son? Son, brother? I used to have my brother, who's a priest, on the air with me, and I used to call the segment My Brother the Father. Then hmm. you just needed the Holy Ghost. But I'm pumped. No lightning this morning. No lightning this morning. I'm still standing. <laughs> Oh dear! Your son, my brother. <laughs> Actually, I was—I went to church in the South when I was a kid. I was—I was raised in the Southern Baptist Church, and then I came up to New England, and we have a, a guest minister right now at the Dartmouth Congregational Church. Mm-hmm. And a couple of weeks ago, um, we had a guest singer come in the church, a lovely uh, Cape Verdean lady, and she had everybody put their hands up in the air, and everybody stood there with their hands up in the air like a bunch of trees. <laughs> and right afterwards, he said, you know, in New England, they call the Congregationals the frozen few. Because <laughs> nobody moved. Oh, dear. That, I, said, I told him afterwards, I said, that was must the best have, part of your whole sermon. Must have been a <laughs> That's funny. The frozen few. Well, in any event, back down to business, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to Money Wise. And... We like to, every week, bring topics to you that will help illuminate something that you've had a concern about or perhaps give you a little bit of information that will make you more knowledgeable, particularly in the area of finances, your retirement, how to take care of your family. And our goal, as you know, at um, USA Wealth Group is to show you how to protect your family and how to protect your money. You can reach us at 508-998-8858. You can visit our website at usawealthgroup.com, and we have an abundance of free information and pamphlets and brochures that we're happy to give if you just care to call the office. So, Peter, how's your week been? Have you had a good week? Yeah. Good. How about yourself? I've had a pretty good week. Um, I've been able to resolve a number of issues and problems that have been uh, distressing um, people and solve some really good concerns that they've had. You know, Phil, a couple of weeks ago, we had a guest on the radio, and on her business card, she had written, never, never, never give up. And I said, oh, that's Winston Churchill. Mm -hmm. And she said, it is? I didn't know that. She says, I never knew where that came from. Yes. And so I just researched that again just to be sure, but that's what Winston Churchill said. That's right. Quotation, never, never, never give up. You have to put a little accent behind it. Did you 
Did you know that during Prohibition, he got around that by getting a prescription written by a physician for alcohol? <laughs> I swear. He had an alcohol prescription, and that's how he could drink during Prohibition. I did not know that. He was a clever man. He was a clever man. <laughs> Never, ever did he give it up. What was it, what was it needed for? Um, well, ailments, I would say, right? I'm too hydrated, doctor. <laughs> no, he was a super, super guy. Uh, There's just some wonderful stories about him. I actually have a few quotations from Winston Churchill that maybe we'll use some of them uh, today. And um, But, Peter, let's begin our topic. Our topic this morning, ladies and gentlemen, is don't run out of money in retirement. There's many, many things that we can do that are guaranteed to make sure that you're not going to run out of money in retirement. Yeah, we talked last uh, last week, I almost said last year, uh, about uh, how to live longer and that people are living longer and that they need money in retirement longer than they used to because they're living longer. So this show will be all about how not to run out of money in retirement. I met with a lady this past week, a woman and her husband, and I asked her, um, I said, now you've got some reasonably good financial assets and a brokerage account and so forth. I said, do you pay attention to your statements when they come in once a month? And she said what she does is she opens the envelope, then she just carefully slides the top of it up to see if the account went up slightly or not. And if it did, she says, oh, good, I made money. And she stuffs it back down in the envelope quickly. That's more than what some people do. Yes. Some people don't look at it at all. So I was thinking about that and realizing that most people don't really pay attention to their finances or don't have any idea what to do with them. And we have every single um, person from across the spectrum come into our office there are people who know everything um, about uh, their own finances, or at least think that they do, and there are people who don't have a, a clue what they're doing, and we're happy to help every single one of you. Uh, we have some people who don't open their statements. We have other people who think that they understand how to read their statement and not realize that they're not quite earning what they ex uh, really uh, think that they are, or not losing as much as they think that they are. Uh, and then there are people who every single statement they three-hole punch and put into different binders and have highlighted and very organized. Uh, so we see everyone come into, into our doors. But what we also find out is that um, most people don't really have any idea at all what the true expenses are that they're paying when they have various kinds of accounts and investment accounts. They know that if the money is in the bank, it's probably earning less than a half a percent right now. But beyond that, they don't really have a lot of ideas. Um, we've been talking for a while about having um, more regular educational seminars just to talk about uh, A through Z aspects of money and investment. And we've actually got an outline of that right now. We expect to be doing that shortly. We'll announce that when that's ready. So what's the number one thing, Peter, that I talk about all the time that we need to have? 
budget, regardless. budget, budget. And you got to have a budget. Even if you are a client of ours and you've done a budget in the past, if you haven't done one in a few years, uh, reach out to us and we'll get you a new budget form because things change. Uh, everything in life changes, and there might be something that you had on the budget from a couple of years ago that is now no longer there, but there might be other things that you need to add to the budget. So budget, 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 you need to know what you're taking in versus what you're putting out every month. Yep. It's a roadmap. It's basically a retirement roadmap, and if you don't have that in place, um, that's the first thing we like to do in order to help people plan. And we also would like to do in income analysis, we do that. So our process is to sit down and talk to you and get to know you a little bit. That's really important. How are your children doing if you have children? Does anybody have unusual problems or special needs that have to be worried about? Uh, do your children get along with each other? Um, what did you do for a living? Uh, did you enjoy it? Are you still working part-time? Uh, when do you plan to retire if you haven't retired yet? Um, is that a goal for you, or do you want to just continue working? Most people have some kind of an idea about what age they would like to retire at, you know, 65 or 67. Um, we're all working longer. Most everybody is. A lot more people that I've been meeting with have that very specific goal in mind. They'll come in and they'll say, I know I want to retire at this age and my wife wants to retire at this age so I'm actually seeing more people like that that know exactly when they want to retire and, and uh, they have to get a, a plan set into motion. So we like to get to know folks we like to see what your budget looks like right now because when you retire your budget expenses are not going to change that much. Uh, at best you might be looking at maybe getting by on 80 percent of or spending maybe 80% of what you've been spending right now. You might no longer have commuting costs, for example. You might be able to get by with one less car in the family because you're not going to be commuting. Maybe you ought to think about upgrading a car before you retire so you have a newer car that's not going to need repairs and things of that nature. Well, I think the bottom line from what you and I are both describing is that every single person that comes uh, and meets with us is entirely unique from the person who we just met with and who will come after you. And we need to sit down with you and go over every little detail and put you at ease and, and give you some suggestions and put you on the right path. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do. So reversing the budget question for just a second, um, a lot of advisors, and we try to take this position ourselves, say that take a look at your current income. What are you making right now? And you ought to be able to plan to retire on about 70% of your current income. Well, what if you don't have that kind of income? Then we want to look at some other kinds of things that we can do. We want to see if you're going to have X dollars coming in in retirement. Maybe it'll be Social Security for husband and Social Security for wife. And maybe you're going to have some income from something else. Um, then we match that up against your budget. And what we want to find out essentially is, is there an income gap? If there is an income gap, if it turns out that you're going to need to have an extra $500 or a month or an extra $1,000 a month, that's what you need to get by. Then we have to say, okay, how are we going to come up with that money? How are we going to do that? And there are people who have that gap and who are very concerned about it. And, you know, we get very creative and give them lots of different ideas and figure out how to fill that gap. Right. Of course, so, the earlier you start 
to figure out how to fill that gap, the better you are. So uh, anything can be done at any age, but the earlier you start, the better off you'll be. Mm -hmm. So averages and things of that nature are really just generalities, but the average American age 65 and older, uh, and this can be for a couple as well, is spending about $3,700 a month or about $45,000 a year roughly for income to survive, to get by. That's just the generality like anything else. As Peter mentioned, everything is totally different. And I want to throw in a nice quotation from Winston Churchill at this point, because I think it's really appropriate. It is no use saying we are doing our best. You've got to succeed in doing what is necessary. And so if you want to be able to retire, you can't just guess at it. You can't just say at age 65 we're going to both retire unless you really know what is your income going to be, most importantly, and what your expense is going to be. And if you can't do that, then you really shouldn't retire until you sit down. So that's that's one of the things that we truly specialize in, isn't it, Peter, is helping people do a retirement analysis. Absolutely. And again, most are very comfortable when they leave us uh, for the first time, the second time, the third time, however many times we need to meet with you. We did a show probably a month ago about owning versus renting and retirement and homes versus condos and retirement. Uh, as always, any of our shows, and we'd had our fifth anniversary show about f five weeks ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. So we have a number of shows on every subject you can possibly think of and we'll be happy to get you a digital copy of that um, either uh, CD or you can get it directly on our website as well for any subject you can think of but including all these retirement topics that we've been discussing of late. So folks can go to your website and listen to past shows? Yes they can. That's a great feature it really is. Well we're going to talk a little bit about some ideas uh, today of uh, ways that your expenses are going to change in retirement or could change in retirement. There are many, many things that we can all do as we get closer to retirement. I'm going to uh, zip through a few of them and then we'll come back and talk about them. And we've got a couple of good checklists today that we've put together. One is called How to Retire Carefree, and it's actually 13 separate steps. There's no magic formula for any of this, ladies and gentlemen, but we do at least follow a very distinct process to make sure that when we get down to the bottom line, that it will be ideally something that will give you comfort that you can afford to retire. And we've seen great expressions of relief from people who didn't think they could afford to retire until we can actually show them that they can. So. Here's a couple of quick ways to lower expenses in retirement. Lower your housing costs. You may have fewer transportation expenses. Uh, you may have reduced food costs. Maybe you've got time to grow a garden if you have a yard. Um, you should expect to have higher health care costs because that is a factor of aging. Um, maybe you have or you have not saved for retirement. Entertainment costs might decline slightly although a lot of people think they're going to retire and just do a lot of traveling. Well, that's expensive. You can't all afford to do that. But you might have less need for expensive consumer goods. Maybe you're going to live a little bit more modestly. And some of the practical things that we talk to people about are continue earning money. 
Um, do you want to postpone retirement for one more year? Do you want to work part-time in retirement? Uh, we want to help you monitor your investments, uh, your assets. Um, we might be able to show you on your budget where you can spend less money. We actually do that a lot. When somebody has their budget and expenses, we'll question about a couple of things on the budget and say, okay. are you really spending $100 a week to eat out? Right. You know, most people aren't. Maybe you need to cut that back a little bit. And with regards to what you were just talking about, uh, the, the most common people that we see that will say, well, I'm going to work one more year is somebody who has a pension, especially like an educator, where if they work one more year, they'll get to uh, their full pension amount versus mm -hmm. a reduced amount. Yep. And that's a real good point. Um, for the most part, people know how many years they have to work before their state teacher's pension kicks in, for example. And the, so they'll know exactly what the retirement date is. And there are other people who might want to contribute a little bit more to Social Security. Uh, so, you know, again, it, it, it varies with every single person. So let's talk about that very first important question. When can I retire? When can I afford to retire? And it's going to be a product of, are you going to have enough income coming in? It's not the assets that you have. It's not the money that you have in your bank necessarily. It's how are you positioning your assets to create enough income? Because in the end, the bottom line is truly about income. So I want to start by talking very quickly about Social Security. And we could talk for a whole hour about just that topic. And we've done so. We have shows, again, if you'd like to uh, get one. We have done entire shows on Social Security, but it's vastly important on when you begin collecting uh, and how you collect so what the Social Security Administration does is they, they'll give you a piece of paper that will say, how much money can you collect at age 62? How much can you collect at age 66 or perhaps 67, which is your full retirement age? And they call that your primary insurance amount. And then the maximum amount will be when you reach age 70. So it's not for everybody to wait as long as possible, but if you can afford to do so, it makes sense to wait because Social Security will be a retirement check coming to you that you will never outlive. As long as you're alive, you're going to get that check. The longer you can wait, the longer you can afford to wait, the higher your check is going to be. It's going to start out at a higher amount, and it's going to be higher for the rest of your life. So if you could retire at age 66, or let, let's pick 67 if we're talking to a younger audience, at age 67, you're going to get 100% of your, what they call your primary insurance amount. But if you wait from them then up until age 70, um, you're going to get 32% uh, more at age 70 than you would at age 66 or age 67. Yeah, which is incredible. It's 8% a year. That's a third. That's one third more that you'll get. So and bottom line is that you can start collecting Social Security at age 62 Unless you absolutely need to, we always recommend trying to delay that as much as possible, and we'll show you other ways, um, sometimes creative ways that you may not have ever thought of, uh, to try to extend when you actually go to collect Social Security so you can collect that extra 8% per year. Right. And sometimes, uh, let's say that the husband has a higher Social Security amount, which typically tends to be the case because... Uh, we still have a gender pay gap in this country, and men tend to make more than women do um, by about 
Sometimes we'll have a husband who'll say, well, I want, to, I want to retire at age 66, and I want to start my Social Security then. If you have other sources of money that you can draw down on, then maybe you should wait until age 70 to collect Social Security instead because it's going to be one-third higher. And it's not just about the check going to the husband because if the husband dies first, which typically will happen, then... Uh, that higher Social Security check is going to go to his spouse, his wife. And we always pick on the husband because typically that's just what happens. The male is usually the first to go, unfortunately. Right. We do it when we meet with clients. We say, I'm not going to pick on you, but we're going to pick on you. Yep. <laughs> well, it's just reality. The other thing is Social Security has cost of living increases. It's peanuts. It has nothing to do with Congress or the president. It has to do with an inflation formula that's built into the legislation. So, Pete, do you know what the Social Security cost of living increase is for 2017? You want to make a guess? They adjust it every once in a while. Uh, if I had to guess, I would say one and three-quarters percent. Three-tenths of one percent. Wow. So it's hardly worth the postage to send that out. So Not even close to the cost of living uh, increase that is uh, you know, really happening or the cost of inflation. Right. So here's a couple of key points uh, quickly about Social Security. If you apply early, 62, your benefit starts lower and will stay lower for the rest of your life. Mm. Cost of living increases will help a little bit, but right now they're kind of meaningless. But the longer you live, the more beneficial it is to delay benefits. And by the way, there are crossover formulas that we've got software for that can show you exactly how long you would have to live to be making more money if you wait until 66 or 67 or 70. And we talked about educators and their pensions, and there are calculations that we do also for people who have a pension who may or may not still be able to collect Social Security. Uh, in most cases, if you are collecting a pension, you are going to have a reduced Social Security benefit. Uh, but we can calculate all that. I've done that quite a bit. Right. And that's why it's, it's really important. Um, I wonder how many people will spend hours and hours and hours or days planning a vacation. Oh, yeah. When you retire, it's almost like it's a vacation for the rest of your life. So you really need to put a little time in, don't you, to plan for these very important decisions. Absolutely. Otherwise, you could run into having to go back to work or you could possibly not enjoy your retirement as much as you think you're going to. Right. Um, and again, it's all about the income. If you want to find out what your own Social Security benefits are, by the way, simply go into www.socialsecurity.gov and you can click on Estimate Your Retirement Benefits. If you forget that information, um, then give us a call at 508-998-8858 and we're happy to help you with any of that or give you that information. You said uh, before that it's good to check your Social Security account periodically, right? Yes. Absolutely, because sometimes they get it wrong, they do make mistakes occasionally, and don't rely upon the paperwork that's coming out of Social Security. Make sure you double-check yourself. And we've had to work with clients on uh, getting in touch with uh, the Social Security office and, and basically having to modify and correct some errors that were made. Wow. By the way, if you're married and husband and wife, there's something called a spousal benefit. And your spouse, if they have a smaller Social Security benefit, 
might be able to make more money by claiming on the higher earning spouse's record. So again, let's take the husband and wife situation. The husband has a larger social security account and the wife has a smaller social security account because maybe she was a child you know, caregiver at home. Um, depending upon how and when you do this, there can be a spousal benefit equal to 50% of the other person's amount. So let's say the husband had a $3,000 a month social security check. His wife might be eligible to get half of that or $1,500 as a spousal benefit. That equals $4,500 a month. But there's some really particular rules on how to do this. Number one, the person with a higher earning record must have applied for benefits. Number two, ideally they should have been at least 66 years of age. Number three, the spouse that with a smaller record uh, has to be at least age 62. But again, if the spouse with a smaller record is at least 66, then under all those circumstances, the husband 66, the wife 66, she can get uh, 50% of the husband's higher record. Wow. And if that's greater than her own, it's a little bit more complicated than I'm describing. Now, what happens if the husband has passed away and it's been many years and the widow would like to remarry? Uh, should she marry up? Um, or down? <laughs> or sideways? <laughs> well, if you want the answer to that question, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have to stay tuned, right. and we'll answer that question right after the break. Please stay tuned. Welcome back to MoneyWise, ladies and gentlemen. MoneyWise is brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. We are located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. I find be. it to be a great pleasure in life to look at somebody's income, expenses, assets, finances, and it's like a big, wonderful puzzle, and I like to put it all together and make positive recommendations you're great at to it, help Ray. people. With no pieces missing. Yep. With no pieces missing, exactly, like yep. kids' puzzles you're are. You're the best at it. Our <laughs> phone number is 508-998-8858, and I know that we posed a question, or I posed a question to you before the break, and since then it's been people literally falling off their chairs on the edge of their seat just waiting for the answer. So repeat the question. So repeat the question, Pete. <laughs> if a man has, a husband has passed away and the widow some years later meets somebody else and would like to marry, should she marry up or marry down or marry sideways? Yes. Well, the answer to the question is um, if she's collecting a higher amount of money off the record of her ex-husband, uh, she really needs to think about marrying somebody who might have a higher social security record. And we know people that have done that. There's your answer, folks. You can sit back, enjoy uh, the rest uh, of the show now that you've got uh, that. Well, there are many things. I mean, I've got a 75-page um, slideshow on just social security, which we will be doing again uh, soon, by the way. Um, there's 20,000 pages of 20,000 pages of regulations is 2,000 primary rules for collecting wow. Social Security. It's not as simple as people think, and unfortunately, a lot of people make uh, a mistake in how they do it. Hmm. If you start collecting, if you just started collecting Social Security, and maybe you're 62 or 63 years of age, and you're having second thoughts, 
Within 12 months of making that decision, you can reverse it, by the way. Otherwise, you can't change a thing. Nope. I just had a vision of you going out and presenting the uh, you know, slideshow and what you do to church groups and uh, to uh, various groups in the community. Yes, we do that occasionally. And if anybody is listening belongs to a group and would like to have a presentation on Social Security or perhaps on how to handle IRAs and 401ks, uh, which is a separate topic, uh, we're most happy to do that. Give our office a call. Thank you for that reminder, Phil. And we're most happy to come out. Uh, there's no cost to do that. And the um, seminars are actually in, interesting and informative. Uh, they're lively. Uh, we make jokes. We keep it light. And uh, the, there's other part of our staff that are there as well that you can get to meet. And didn't we, uh, well, I wasn't part of this seminar, but there was one that was recorded recently. Uh, we do record them once in a while, but at this point, at least, we probably wouldn't distribute it to somebody. Yeah. Uh, we had a video taken at one of the seminars that we did uh, just to see what it would look like. Watch out, 20th Century Fox. Whoa. I can see you coming uh, into Hollywood. Well, no, not no, yet. Not maybe, yet. maybe for maybe. Peter. <laughs> That's right. But I want to give you a nice quotation talking about Social Security regulations, and they're very extensive. We're going to have um, next year's Oscars. We're going to have the award for the the best uh, documentary, <laughs> but it wasn't really us that won it. It was <laughs> on the uh, Penguins. <laughs> well, this is also from Winston Churchill. If you have 10,000 regulations, you destroy all respect for the law. Wow. Boy, couldn't that apply to this country Boy. and to Social Security and to the Internal Revenue Code? <laughs> <laughs> he said something that was awesome. Like, I'm not quoting it directly, but he said, yes, the Americans uh, do get it right after they've tried every other <laughs> Thing. You know, <laughs> finally they get it right. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's he was an interesting man for sure. He was uh, totally unique. So we're talking about uh, retirement. We're talking about not running out of money in retirement. Um, you have to have a plan. You have to do some analysis. If you don't know your budget, if you don't know what your income and expenses are going to be in retirement, how do you know if you can afford to retire? If you're already retired and you've been making some of these decisions, then we can show you some things to do that are going to make your retirement even better. Or maybe you want to protect your money. Maybe you now are concerned about, oh gosh, we're already retired, we've got certain assets, certain income. What if one of us goes to the nursing home? Does that mean we're going to lose one of our incomes? Yep, it can. Wow. So how many people are retired as a couple? They've got two Social Security checks coming in. And what happens if one of them goes to the nursing home? Guess what? That person's Social Security check has to go towards their income in the nursing home. Yikes. So now the spouse at home is only going to have one check to live on. There's other things you can do, and it's it's more the uh, expertise area for attorney Tenny Lance. I was just going to say that's more something that uh, people listening should go and see uh my mother, Tenny Lance, uh, who is an expert on, on that subject. There are some things we can do at USA Wealth Group, but on the legal end, um, that's you know more of a Lance Law thing. Uh, but we do have some creative things to uh, protect your money, and life insurance is a big one in terms of protecting your estate. 
and passing on something to your spouse and other beneficiaries. Right. The other important thing to do so then to make sure you don't run out of money in retirement, and we've given this tip before, which is still very valid and very important, maybe you want to defer Social Security as long as possible, but if you need money in retirement when you first retire, you take it out of a retirement account first before you activate and start your Social Security. Why? Because you're going to get a larger check from Social Security that will continue for the rest of your life. So lots of things like that that you can do. So we want to help you answer the question of when you can retire, what is it going to cost you to live in retirement, is there a way that you can get free money out of your 401k account? Well, one of the things I was just going to mention, and we see this more often than you could ever imagine, so many people that come in into our doors and meet with us, I'd say close to half, who are either just about to retire or already in retirement, have so much of their funds either uh, in the mark market where they could lose funds or they have it in uh, a money market account or uh, a CD or just in a savings account doing the exact opposite where you're not going to lose anything but you're not earning a penny. Um, please don't do uh, either of those things without you know sitting down and, and talking with us because you can be making some money. Uh, it should not just be sitting there earning nothing. Uh, we've had people who have literally kept cash in their closets or under their bed because they don't want to put it in the bank. Um, we've had cases where people put money and hit it and then became senile and couldn't remember where they hit it. No. And the family is saying, I know mom hid money, I know dad hid money, so um, you know, let us show you a better way for you and for your loved ones. If you're still working and if you have a 401k or something comparable, a 403b or a 457 perhaps if you're working for a nonprofit or a government agency, um, there are so many planning things that you can do to get ready for retirement. A lot of times, Peter, I know you've done a lot of work with teachers, and you'll see, yes, they have a state teacher's pension plan. What's it called? SRTS or something like that? State STRS. S state Teachers Retirement System. Is that what it stands for? Yep. Okay, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll put additional money aside out of their paycheck every week and contribute into a 403B account, perhaps, or a state smart plan. There's lots of interesting creative things you can do with that. And by the way, if you're working for any en entity at all, any corporation, any government agency, and if you're not putting money aside in your retirement plan, you absolutely need to do that. And also, if you are working for a company and you're not entirely sure of that company's uh, you know, future and whether or not they're, they're viable and going to be strong and continue on, uh, and you have a pension with them, you should have us take a look at that as well. Make sure that uh, you know that pension is going to be there for you, or there might be a possibility of uh, uh, of them buying you out. And so here's some of the kinds of things you might be able to do with the company that you work for. Uh, not everybody will have access to these. It could be an employer 401k plan, perhaps with a match. If you're not putting in enough money to trigger the match from the company, um, you're doing a very foolish thing. You might put money into a Roth 401k account or a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA. Or you might put money into an annuity 
There are just so many things that you can do. And we always recommend and basically insist that you keep a large amount um, of your money liquid for emergency purposes. If you go, need to go out and buy that car, if you need to go out and replace that roof, if you need to repair or replace a furnace. So it's important that you have liquidity as well uh, for emergency needs. Um, and we always recommend that. One of the key things on retirement accounts in general is to make sure that you have a copy of it, that you know what it says, and that you have properly named beneficiaries. Don't ever put down my estate just because you haven't decided who you're going to name yet on your retirement account. That basically means that if you do not have an estate plan, you'll be um, going through probate with every one of those assets. Mm -hmm. So we can guide you through that. What happens, Pete, if somebody is perhaps taking... Early retirement is an early retirement offer, and they have options, don't they? There's always an option. Uh, it's usually quite complicated. Uh, we've had people who have come in with, you know, a form or directions that are 40 or 50 pages, um, and and it's it's confusing and it's meant to be confusing. Uh, we can help you work through that and figure out the best selection for you. Right, and if you have private investments, maybe you've got. Uh, mutual funds or bonds, um, you know, again, uh, Peter especially can help you look through some of that material and uh, make sure you're making the right decisions. Yes, I am securities licensed. Uh, and, you know, if the client really wishes to be, uh, if they're retired and they really wish to have a portion of their assets uh, invested in mutual funds, um, essentially variable where you could have the potential to lose money, we, we're happy to do that. Typically, unless uh, it's a very large estate and they only want to um, invest a s small percentage in the market, we typically like to see people be more conservative while still earning a lot more potentially than uh, in the bank, in the CDs, or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we'll see people who have worked all their time, all their life, to pay off their mortgage and pay off their house, and they've got a house free and clear. But they don't have much else in retirement. Um, sometimes for them it might be a good decision to downsize the house, move to a smaller house with less cost, and have a little, a little bit of money in their pocket. What are some of the other things that they could do? Uh, reverse mortgage. Okay. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh we're sort of all over the place here. We had actual real detailed stuff, but we're sort of just talking off the cuff this morning. But um a reverse mortgage is not the mortgage that you are thinking of from the 80s. Uh, you're not going to lose your home unless you do not pay your insurance or your property taxes. That's the only way that you could lose your home in today's reverse mortgages. Uh, they got a bad uh, rep because back in the 80s there were reverse mortgages that had a call date. So say, for example, you're home had equity of 300000 you took $100,000 out of that equity, tapped into it, well, there could be a call date of 10 years, and in 10 years, if you didn't pay that $100,000 back, the bank could own your home. That no longer is the case. Now, the only time that that money gets pa paid back, that equity, is if you refinance, uh, or if you sell the home, or if you pass away and your children or spouse inherit the house, they have to either get a mortgage of their own, to pay that back, 
uh, or pay it back in some other fashion or sell the property. Uh, so today's reverse mortgages are much better and a much better solution. They're not for everyone, but uh, in some cases we absolutely recommend them. So when it comes to your house, there are many, many choices you can make regarding your house. Like, uh, as Peter said, we talked a few weeks ago about whether you should rent or own in retirement. And as always, it's always a case-by-case example. Right. But if you want to stay in the house that you're in, are there things that you need to do to make your house safer? Are there things that you can do to make your house uh, more tax-efficient for you? or can make it more economical for you. Or if you have a lot of equity, as Peter suggested, maybe you do a reverse mortgage and you can pull out a stream of income from that for the rest of your life. Well, as you say, there's always something that you can do. Right. The earlier you plan, regardless of what it is in life, the earlier you plan, the better. But there is always something you can do, always something that we can show you how to do. You talked about protecting your home. You mean that in the financial se- in the financial sense. Yes. Um, you know, that just sparked my um, thinking about a f- month or so ago. I caught somebody at 2 o'clock in the uh, morning leaving my driveway, and it, uh, you know, basically shocked me and protected my home in a different way. So I set up a security system and I put up uh, uh, security motion lights all around that are, it lights up like daytime now if yeah. somebody goes anywhere around my house. So that's a different way to protect your home, but there's always something you can do. Mm. I want to come back for just a minute and talk about retirement accounts because um, as with Social Security, there's no one set answer for everybody. There are choices and there are good things to do and there are better things to do. And so let's say you have a 401k plan at a company and you decide that it's finally time to retire. Um, You've got a number of options. You can leave the money at the company where it is, uh, particularly if it's with a company that you like a lot and you think is very strong. Um, You can leave your account there. It's not always the best thing to do for other kinds of reasons but you may have a different kind of asset protection. You can take the money out and roll it into an IRA account. If you do that, you have many, many more investment choices of what to do with the money. And you might decide that you don't really want to be in a 401k plan that's invested very heavily in just the stock of your company. Maybe you've seen some trends while you were working there and you're concerned that you ought to diversify or do something else and get it away from the company. And we see it all. We see people who are very happy with the company that they uh, worked for and would like to continue with uh, that retirement plan, and and that's perfectly fine. Uh, If we see something that might work out better for you, we might recommend it. If you, you know, choose to do that, you know, that's fine. And if not, that's fine as well. Ultimately, it's always your decision. We just might give you some tips and tricks and point you in, in a different direction that might work out better for you. And we have to ask a lot of questions, don't we, Pete? Because if somebody thinks that they might need to borrow some money out of their retirement account, you can borrow money up to a certain amount from a 401k, but you can't borrow money from your IRA account, which you put money into an IRA. Well, exactly. And we do have to ask a lot of questions. We like to get to know you and the entire picture. The more that we know about you and what your assets are, what your debts are, uh, you know, what your hobbies are, what your family is like, everything, uh, the, the more we can create a, uh, a better path for you. And if somebody, somebody hasn't retired yet, but they're getting close to retirement, 
Um, we also want to look to see if you have company-approved life insurance, a group life insurance plan, because in many cases, you might be able to take that insurance with you and continue paying the premiums yourself. So don't just automatically walk away from life insurance. You may want to continue paying the premiums and bring that over to your own uh, personal portfolio. And even though we get into a lot of detail, uh, you know, we do it in a way that is very laid back and very comfortable. Uh, we're a family, and we like to treat everyone like family because everybody's, you know, everybody's uh, life and and their goals are all uh, very important to them, and we're very cognizant of that. Let me ask a question, uh, Phil. Sure. Um, and I apologize because I'm drawing a blank right now on who uh, Lou Holtz was. I know he's an athletic coach for Yeah, somebody. exactly. He was a football coach. Football coach? Mm-hmm. Um, he had a great quotation, which I think is something that we aspire to in our office, Pete. I follow three rules. Do the right thing, do the best you can, and always show people you care. Yes. Isn't that absolutely. a good saying? Yeah, yeah. He, he still is. He's a, he commentates once in a while on the air. Yeah, I just, I'm just drawing a little bit of a blank as to where he was coaching, but it's not that important. A famous coach, that's all I can say. Yeah. Well, if you, um, if you leave a company and you want to move your 401k into something else, um, get some good advice. We can sit down and show you your options. And if you put it into an IRA account, as we've said, uh, you have many, many more options available to you, lifetime income options, for example, if you need to spread it out into income over your lifetime. Uh, you have fewer restrictions on distributions. You can take out money in a larger sum if you want to than you might be not, might be able to with a 401k. Well, there's so many different things that you can do, and a lot of it doesn't necessarily translate well over radio because we uh, like to write things out and draw things on paper and even on our whiteboards to give everyone a clearer understanding of what we're actually talking about. But there's basically the bottom line is just uh, so many things that you can do, uh, you know, stretch IRAs and everything else. So, yeah, stretch IRAs are in IRAs that are inherited by somebody who's younger than you, uh, often a child, but it doesn't have to be just a child. It could be a niece or a nephew, and they have a lot more things they can do in terms of how to handle the money if it's in an IRA rather than a 401k. So, um, I'd like to come back to our general list for a second. We're not going to be able to cover everything today. Um, as many of you know who listen to the show on a regular basis, um, we rely a lot on the expertise of Lance Law, Inc. and the fine work that's done by attorney Mike Coleman and attorney Tenny Lance. Uh, they do a lot of work to help people protect assets from nursing home costs, for example. Right. And as we retire... We want to be thinking about that as well, about protecting our money and protecting our assets. The starting point on that is you really need to have an estate plan. So there's two primary things you need to think about when you get ready to retire. You're going to have enough income to live on for the rest of your life, and are you protecting your assets? Protecting your assets starts with an estate plan to make sure that everything is going to go where you want it to go and Who's going to handle it for you? Without being uh, looked upon um, easily by the public. So the, the main goals are, will I have enough money to live on in retirement? And will my assets be protected? And that really lines up very nicely with our mission. 
everything else is a lot of detail that we get involved in. How should you handle your retirement accounts? Uh, life insurance we talk about a lot, Pete, where a lot of people don't like the idea of life insurance, but it can be a really useful tool to protect assets, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. It can pay off mortgages. It can pay off other debt. It can pay off estate taxes. Uh, and it's uh, the benefits are tax-free to the beneficiary. So life insurance is huge, very important part of what we do. Before we run out of time today, I do want to remind people that if you've already done an estate plan, have it reviewed periodically. Right. Every two years, every three years. Number one, if something changes in your life, have it reviewed. Number three, get some peace of mind for yourself. You need to know ahead of time if you can afford to retire. You need to know what kind of steps should you take to help you retire better. And if you're already retired, is there something you could do differently or better to leave a greater legacy for your family, to leave more money, to help the next generation? Um, come and see us. We can help. Uh, we have clients who come in and see us every few months. We have clients that come in uh, religiously every single year. At the same time, they come in, uh, and that's what we do is we like to continue seeing you and make sure that what your ultimate goals are are uh, fulfilled. And by the way, um, we have not seen inflation in this country for a long while. We haven't seen a stock market correction since 2008. And both of these things will happen. Yes. It's just a question of when. Yep. So we want to make sure that you're inflation protected and basically asset protection. Right, right. So thank you so much for listening to MoneyWise. Our goal, our, our primary focus in our office is to help people with retirement planning and making sure that you don't run out of money. If that's important to you also, take some action. Do something. Right. Make a plan. Protect your family. Protect your money. That's what we try to do. And um, again, enjoy spring. We thank yes. you so much for listening. It's always a pleasure to be here with you, Ray. And Peter, Great, great advice, and uh, just wonderful to be here every Sunday morning with you guys. Thanks, Phil. You're the best. The money guys. You are the money guys. And we'll talk to you again next week on the radio.